This is Bing Su from China, and you are listening to Everybody ESL. Welcome to episode fifty-two of Everybody ESL, the podcast for everybody who wants to improve their English, practice their English, or just learn more English. My name is Ben, and in this episode, we are going to talk about grammar and vocabulary and small talk and a lot more. The Everybody ESL podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and on the Stitcher app. And wherever you find your podcasts, if you have any questions about English, or if you have any comments or suggestions about the podcast, send an email to everybodyesl at gmail dot com. Okay, let's get on with this episode. This episode's vocabulary words are all about. Cities, and the first word on our list is urban. U R B A N. Urban means in a city, or having to do with a city, or related to a city. And this might remind you of another word, suburban. S U B U R B A N. Suburban means near a city, or having to do with a suburb. Suburbs are. Communities that are smaller than cities, and they are near cities. The next word on our list is downtown, D O W N T O W N. Downtown is a part of a city. You can think of it as the place where most of the activity happens. It's where a lot of the stores and businesses are. Now, here's something you find in large cities. You find skyscrapers. Skyscraper is S K Y S C R A P E R. A skyscraper is a very tall building, and they're called skyscrapers because it's like they are so big, they are so tall that they scrape or rub up against the sky. Well, they're not really that tall. It's supposed to be kind of a fun, colorful term. It's an exaggeration. So. A skyscraper is the kind of really tall building you see in some cities. Here's a good phrase: hustle and bustle. That's H-U-S-T-L-E and bustle, B-U-S-T-L-E. Hustle and bustle means the kind of excitement and activity and speed that you see in a city. To hustle can mean to move quickly, and bustle. Means busyness. So hustle and bustle means a lot of fast, busy activity. The kind of thing you often see in a city. The next word is crosswalk. C R O S S W A L K. Now crosswalks are not found only in cities, but they are found in cities. The crosswalk is a special place where it's safe or safer for people to cross the street. Crosswalks are always marked in some way. They're marked in different ways in different countries, but a crosswalk is a place 
designated or set aside or specially marked for people to cross the street. What about landmark? L-A-N-D-M-A-R-K. A landmark is a special place or a special building or a special feature of the area that is famous. It's very well known. Everybody in the area knows about it. And you can use the landmark to find your way around. If you see that you're in a part of the city where that special building is, that special tower, or that special park, then you know where you are. Here in Seattle, one of our most famous landmarks is the Space Needle. You can see it from many parts of the city, and it helps you find your way around. And if you're not sure what the Space Needle is, you should look it up. It's a really cool building. I love the Space Needle. The next word is condo, C-O-N-D-O. Condo is short for condominium, C-O-N-D-O-M-I-N-I-U-M. A condo, or a condominium, is kind of like a combination between a house and an apartment. It is a part of a larger building, just like an apartment is part of a larger building. It's part of a larger building that somebody owns, just like people can own a house. So it's like an apartment that you own. And you often find condos in cities. And the last word on our city list of vocabulary is hectic. H-E-C-T-I-C. Hectic means very busy or too busy and confusing. Sometimes cities can feel hectic with so many people and so many cars and so much noise everywhere. But anything can be hectic. You might have a very hectic day at work. That would mean that there's a lot going on, maybe too much going on, and a lot of confusion. And you're just very busy or too busy. You could describe that as a hectic day at work. Well, those are our city-related words for this week. And here is this episode's small talk topic or social situation. What do you do if somebody invites you to their house for dinner or for a dinner party and you have accepted the invitation? Is there something else you should say? Is there something else you should do? Well, I think this one is very easy. If somebody invites you to their house for dinner, and you have already found out what time it is, you have already accepted the invitation, here's what you say. You say, is there anything I can bring? Or, is there something I can bring? Or, would you like me to bring anything? And this way, the host or the hostess can say, oh, yes, it would be great if you could bring something. They might say, it would be great if you could bring a dessert. Or, it would be great if you could bring the wine. And I think it's often good manners when you go to somebody's house for an event like this, like a party or a dinner party where many people will be enjoying dinner together. It's often good manners to bring something. It might be flowers, or it might be a little something, a little pastry that you picked up along the way. Or, if you drink alcohol, or if your host drinks alcohol, a bottle of wine, or maybe some fancy beer. 
But the main thing is you should say, after you have accepted the invitation and said thank you, you should say, is there anything I can bring? Or is there something I could bring? Or would you like me to bring anything? And if the host has any special requests, they will let you know. This episode's grammar topic is adverbs. Actually, it's a special kind of adverb. Now, let's take a step back. What is an adverb? Well, usually, adverbs modify verbs. They can also modify adjectives and other adverbs. But let's just think about the usual, typical adverb. Usually, an adverb modifies a verb. It explains or describes how something was done. Here's an example. The dog ran through the park quickly. In that sentence, quickly is an adverb, and it modifies or describes the verb, ran. It tells us how the dog ran. The dog ran quickly. The dog ran in a quick way. So that's a typical use of an adverb. But there are some adverbs that are used in a very different way. Instead of modifying a verb or an adjective or another adverb, they modify whole sentences. And that's why these adverbs are called sentence adverbs or sentence-level adverbs, because they work at the level of the whole sentence. Let me give you an example of a sentence that uses a sentence adverb. Honestly, it snowed all weekend long. Honestly, it snowed all weekend long. Now, this is not a regular adverb. This is not an adverb that describes or modifies the verb. Because in this sentence, honestly is not telling us how the snow fell. The snow did not fall in an honest way. The snow was not honest as it was falling. That doesn't make any sense. Snow can't be honest. And yet, the sentence, honestly, it snowed all weekend, is a perfectly good sentence. It makes perfect sense. So, what's going on here? What is that adverb doing? Well, because it is a sentence adverb, or a sentence-level adverb, it does not describe or modify a verb or an adjective or another adverb. Instead, it covers the entire sentence. And this is the important part. Sentence adverbs express things about the speaker's attitude or opinion or belief. What do I mean by that? Well, let's go back to our sentence about the snow. Honestly, it snowed all weekend long. What that means is, I, the speaker, I'm the person talking, I am being honest when I tell you that it snowed all weekend long. So, honestly is really saying something about me and my attitude or my opinion about a situation, or my attitude about the conversation. It is saying, I am being honest when I tell you that it snowed all weekend long. I'm not telling you about how it snowed. I'm not describing 
how it snowed. I'm telling you something about myself, my attitude, or my belief, or my opinion about the sentence. There are many sentence-level adverbs. Another common one is hopefully, as in, hopefully it won't rain tomorrow because we are going on a picnic. Again, hopefully here does not describe the way it will or won't rain. Hopefully is saying something about me. It's saying something about my attitude or my belief about the situation. I'm saying, I hope that it won't rain tomorrow. Another common sentence-level adverb is seriously, as in, seriously, that movie was very funny. Again, seriously does not describe or modify the movie or the way the movie was. After all, I said it was a funny movie, so it couldn't have been funny in a serious way. No, again, I'm using a sentence-level adverb, seriously, to say something about my attitude. I'm saying I'm being serious when I tell you that that movie was funny. And here's another very common sentence adverb, actually, as in, actually, I don't like spicy food. Again, this sentence adverb, actually, is used to say something about me and my attitude or my beliefs or my feelings. I'm saying, no, really, it's really true. I don't like spicy foods. So the important thing to remember is that there are some adverbs that might look like regular adverbs. They end in L-Y, like honestly, hopefully, seriously, actually, and there are many, many others. And most adverbs do end in L-Y, but they are used in a very different way. Instead of modifying verbs or adjectives or other adverbs, they tell us something about the speaker's attitudes or opinions or beliefs about the sentence or even the speaker's attitude or beliefs or opinions about the conversation. It's time. It's true. It's time for the joke of the week. I've been waiting so long, and it's finally here. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready for the joke of the week? Here it is. What would you call bears if there were no bees? What would you call bears if there were no bees? Well, maybe when you hear that question, you're thinking about honey, because we often think about bears enjoying honey. And if there were no bees, there would be no honey. So, hmm, what would you call bears if there were no bees? Do you have any ideas about that? Maybe I should just give you the answer. What would you call bears if there were no bees? You'd call them ears. Does that make any sense at all? Well, this joke depends on the strange way that English spells words. 
I know that everybody who is listening to me right now knows that English spelling is extremely difficult and unpredictable and a little bit crazy. It really doesn't make much sense. And that is the key to understanding this joke. Because what would you call bears with no bees? Well, let's think about it. How do you spell bear? B-E-A-R. Well, if there were no bees, like the letter B, if there were no bees, then we would have to spell bear E-A-R. We couldn't spell it B-E-A-R because we're saying there are no bees. So it would be E-A-R, and that is pronounced ear. So, in a world with no bees, I guess bears would be ears. B-E-A-R would become E-A-R. So this is a joke not really about bears or bees, but a joke about the way English spells words. Okay, it's quiz time. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that this is the part of every episode where I like to give a quiz. I have given vocabulary quizzes and spelling quizzes and grammar quizzes, and lately we have been having listening quizzes. And here's how these listening quizzes work. I will read four sentences, and I'm going to read each one two times, and I'm going to read them at a pretty fast speed. This is going to be real, natural English. And after I've done that, I will read each one again much more slowly so that you will be able to understand everything and find out what you might have missed. And I'll explain any interesting or strange vocabulary or grammar as we go. All right, are you ready? Sentence number one. I'm wrapping things up at the office now, and I'll be home soon. I'm wrapping things up at the office now, and I'll be home soon. Sentence two. Did you see that big accident on 3rd Avenue this morning? Did you see that big accident on 3rd Avenue this morning? Sentence three. If he doesn't make up his mind, he'll miss the deadline. If he doesn't make up his mind, he'll miss the deadline. And sentence four. Ever since she was little, she's been into marine mammals. Ever since she was little, she's been into marine mammals. All right, those are the four sentences for this episode's listening quiz. If you want to go back and listen to them again, or listen to them many times to try and catch every single word, that's fine. Do that now, and when you're ready, come back here, and I will read them again much more slowly and explain anything that I need to explain. Okay, so here are the four sentences much more slowly. Sentence number one. I'm wrapping things up at the office now, and I'll be home soon. Okay, I'm wrapping things up at the office now. Do you know what it means to wrap 
things up. That's W-R-A-P. To wrap things up means to finish them. So if somebody is wrapping things up at the office, that means they're finishing all of the tasks they needed to do that day. They're finishing their work. Sentence number two. Did you see that big accident, A-C-C-I-D-E-N-T, did you see that big accident on 3rd Avenue this morning? Did you see that big accident on 3rd Avenue this morning? 3rd Avenue here is just the name of a street. It sounds like the name of a street in a city. 3rd Avenue. Sentence number three. If he doesn't, D-O-E-S-N apostrophe T, a contracted form of does not, if he doesn't make up his mind, he'll, that's H-E apostrophe L-L, the contracted form of he will, he'll miss the deadline. If he doesn't make up his mind, he'll miss the deadline. And to make up your mind means to decide something, to make a decision. And sentence number four, ever since she was little, she's been into marine mammals. Ever since she was little, she's, S-H-E apostrophe S, here this is the contracted form of she has. She's been into marine mammals. To be into something means to be excited about something or to be interested in something, to be interested in a person or a topic. And in this sentence, this person, whoever she is, ever since she was a little child, she has been into or been excited about or been interested in the topic of marine mammals. Marine is M-A-R-I-N-E, and that means having to do with the ocean. So marine mammals, M-A-M-M-A-L-S, are animals like dolphins and whales and seals and walruses and sea lions and otters, mammals that live in the ocean. Okay, well, that is our listening quiz for this episode. How did you do? And that's the end of episode 52 of Everybody ESL. If you have any questions about English, or if you have comments or suggestions about a future episode of the podcast, or if you would like to record the introduction to a future podcast the same way you heard Bing's introduction at the beginning of this episode, send an email to everybodyesl at gmail.com. I'll be back soon with another episode, and until then, keep going, keep practicing, and keep learning. Goodbye. I'll see you soon.